What's up, everybody? Welcome to Caleb TV on Wrecked America. Today, we're going to be playing. Welcome to Wrecked America, where the bullshit don't fly and the truth is the only thing that'll set you free. I'm the professor, and the following demonstration is an education on life through the lens of art and culture. School is in session, and as your instructor, I'll assume the role of tour guide to this world of corruption and hypocrisy, but which still manages to give birth to happiness, hope, and inspiration. My goal is to show you the America your granddaddy never told you about. School is in session. All right, all right, good afternoon, class. I'd like, to, like, I'd like for you guys to help me welcome in my special guest, Stephen Douglas III. He's a noted community activist and, and, and a leading mind on social activism and social injustice. Uh, welcome to the studio today. Thank you, man. All right, all right. Our first story that we got today is it's, uh, the Trump administration moved Friday to roll back Obama-era protections for transgender patients. The third rule change issued this month that the LGBTQ advocates say will sanction discrimination against transgender people. The Health and Human Services Department proposed a new rule released Friday saying that in effect, the federal laws banning sex discrimination in healthcare don't apply to people's gender identity. The proposed rule from HHS reverses President Barack Obama's administration, which found that the Affordable Care Act's anti-discrimination section does indeed provide protection for transgender people. Okay, now I wanna stop right here. I remember very distinctly uh, Donald Trump on the campaign, and later in the article, they even uh, cite the same thing that I'm pointing out here and is that in 2016, Trump became the first ever Republican nominee to mention the LGBTQ community from a GOP convention diocese, saying, as your president, I would do everything in my power to protect our LGBTQ citizens from the violence and oppression of a hateful foreign ideology referring to the Muslim faith of the Pulse nightclub shooter. However, LGBTQ rights groups say that his administration has proposed policies, installed judges, and appointed staff that are hostile to the LGBTQ community equality, including Servino, who has repeatedly espoused anti-LGBTQ views. So, once again, you know, this is one of those uh, statements or one of those cases where I feel like, you, you know, you kind of get what you ask for. You know, um, a lot of people voted for Trump thinking that he would do good by them and he would do right by them. And they're finding out they're waking up in the morning and they're realizing Trump doesn't care about you or your causes. He cares about his own self and he cares about, you know, making money for his friends. 
Um, Mr. Douglas, what, what, what do you say about this? I mean, what is your view on Trump rolling back these protections after he uh, stated in his campaign that he was out to protect them and he would do everything in his power? Well, Trump said what he needed to do to get elected, bottom line. Right. And, um, and, and now that he, you know, he, he has what he wants, he's where he wants to be, and so now he's, he finds it expedient to continue to uh, make the moves that ingratiate him with his, with his base. Right. Uh, that, and, that 35%. And, so they say. Yeah. Uh, and so, it, you know, it's, it's um, to quote no less authority than Malcolm, this is chickens coming home to roost. Okay. It's more the same in terms of, of you know, politicians who bullshit and say one thing, you know, to get elected, and and once they, you know, once they have what they want, uh, they discard those who are not uh, really a part of the base that they that they need to maintain for right. political expediency to stay in office. Right. So, um, you know, I'm I, I'm not surprised. I, in fact, I, to be honest, I, I was surprised when I, when you read the quote that that he, he was even found to have publicly. St- Say that shit. So yeah, you know, it's yeah. it's not a it's not a, not a it comes as comes no you know great great shock or surprise to me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we go. We gonna move on. Uh, I I I vowed to not let Trump dominate too much of my own airways. Uh, I think he Amen gets enough. Of, he gets enough of that on Fox. Amen to that. All right. All right. Next hidden headline: Nipsey Hussle's plan to fight gentrification in the south in South L.A has made it all the way to Congress. Inside the U.S. Capitol, a historic room where Abraham Lincoln forged friendships with colleagues from both parties, members of the Congressional Black Caucus huddled Wednesday with an unlikely coalition that included an L.A. city councilman, an Atlanta rapper, a New York radio host, and a South South Los Angeles developer. The discussion veered from public policy to personal as they talked about the economic state of black America and the ways that they could work together to uplift their people and their neighborhoods. And during the almost two hour meeting, one name came up repeatedly, RIP Nipsey Hussle. The Los Angeles rapper and activist had a plan to rebuild black neighborhoods in South LA and cities all across the country using a new provision in the federal tax code called Opportunity Zones. He wanted to reverse decades of neglect and disinvestment and had scheduled meetings to discuss the visions with lawmakers in Washington, D.C. But those meetings never happened. When Hustle, born Aramis, I'm sorry to butcher this young man's name, but Ashmedon, I'm just going to call him Nipsey Hustle, okay? Uh, when Hustle was born, Nipsey Hustle, he was fatally shot outside of his South LA clothing store on March 31st over what authorities say was a personal grudge and those plans that he had set up were thrust into limbo. Now, Hustle's business partners are forging ahead and continuing to work the marathon that he started. Okay. So what it sounds like to me that this story is saying is that Someone has figured out how to use these tax codes, these, uh, these tax regulations, to actually use them to benefit 
uh, black neighborhoods and black communities. And, and that's groundbreaking. I mean, I don't think that's ever been done before that someone has figured out a way to use a legal, you know, tax setup to actually enrich and, in, and, and, and you know, and in, uh, in, enliven a black neighborhood. And I think that's a wonderful thing that they're doing. Um, it says that they launched an investment fund called Our Opportunity at, at the summit uh, organized by Forbes magazine. And it, it will operate by, oper by tapping into hometown heroes, mostly wealthy uh, black entertainers, celebrities, athletes, uh, to invest their money into the neighborhoods and cities using these opportunity tax incentives, leading for a change in economic development. Uh, I think it's a wonderful thing. What, what do you think about um, this, this push to get black entertainers and athletes and, and celebrities to invest in black communities and receive a tax credit for doing it. Well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a, to be honest with you, I'm somewhat uh, skeptical. Uh, I'm certainly for uh, our taking control of our destiny, our making economic strides, uh, and 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 putting back in our communities, and whether it's athletes, entertainers, or you know, uh, the man down the street. That's right, right. Uh, but I'm somewhat suspect of where the, the leadership and the impetus, what's driving this, where it's coming from, and um, what kind of commitment there would be in the long run uh, to see it through versus the, it, the, the topic du jour, something okay. that, that, that um, in, in, the, in the aftermath or the, the, the days following uh, the, the traffic, tragic death of Nipsey Hussle, you know that um, people want to do photo ops and um, and 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 link their brand with with the progressive causes and things that he stood for. Um, so, know. so what you're saying is that this could just be a fad. Well, this could be just a, the fashionable thing to be doing right now. And uh, it is a fashionable uh, thing. A year it, later, this, yeah, this, this, that's this exactly what I'm saying. It is a fa oh, it is okay. a fashionable thing. Okay. And so, in terms of 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 what you know, the, the real I said commitment, courage. Um, the 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 uh, being in it for the long haul. I mean, the, the and you know, and and let me go a step further. Okay. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm one of those people that uh, believes that uh, in terms of our our self determination, our 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 being about our own empowerment, um, is you know the system is not if the. The system is not going to give that to us. Okay. It's, it's not going to hand us uh, self-determination, self-empowerment on a silver platter. Right. You know, um, in fact, I've, I've been quoted other places saying, you know, the, the, the worst thing that happened to black people in America was Abraham Lincoln. Oh, you know, hold on right? now, hold on. <laughs> you know, some black folks love Abraham Lincoln now. Okay, now you know you may have to get so, your bodyguard to get to your car yeah. after saying something yeah, like yeah, that yeah, on yeah. there. All yeah. right. All right, black people love fried chicken too. That don't make it, it make good for you. <laughs> okay, uh, but uh, any, any, as I was saying, you know, you know, when we talk about self determination, self empowerment. You know, where my, what I, where I was going with that is, you know, uh, with the stroke of a pen, we went from being enslaved, and I say enslaved instead of slavery, uh -huh. uh, because when we talk about slavery, we uh, we fail to acknowledge the fact that. Uh, these were people that were put into bondage against their will. But talking about slavery, 
versus enslavement lets the enslaver off the hook. Okay. That they're, they're part in 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 it. You know, so I don't even talk about slavery. I talk about enslavement because somebody was doing that to us. But my point is, if we had remained in, in, uh, enslaved until we fought to gain freedom, as opposed to someone with a struggle of pen granting us freedom, okay. we'd have we'd been a different place today. Oh yeah. You know, we've been we, we were granted freedom by the struggle of pen, uh, by a system. Uh, and we've been we've been looking for that same system to give us something ever since, right. as opposed to taking what we need and what and what is rightfully ours and controlling our own destiny. And 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 anybody, any group of people that are not willing to to fight to be free and fight to remain free don't deserve to be free. All right, all right. And there you have it. And now you know the rest of the story. You know to to quote the, the, the late, great Paul Harvey. Well, uh, I, I don't got much to add to that. I, I, I totally agree. I think you put, you put the, uh, you know, that's, that's the, button on the, the button on the top of it, the icing on the cake, or however you want to call it. Um, I, you know, great take, man, great take. Moving on, we have another segment of this show where we'd like to encourage our listeners to send in some poetry that they like or that they, um, May, it may be portrait that they've written themselves. Uh, we prefer that. But also, we like when they just point out some of the great poets, uh, famous poets that they like. And they can send those in as well, and, and we'll read them on the air. I have a, a couple that's been selected. And um, I'd like to share a couple with you, if you don't mind. Do, do, do you have a moment to, get, to stick around and hear? Absolutely. Hear from, oh, okay. Looking All right. This one is called A Machine, written by Terrence Hayes. Hey, I'm learning what it means to ride condemned. I may be breaking up. I'm doing 85 outside the kingdom of heaven under the overpass and passed over. The past is over and I'm over the past. My odometer is broken. Can you help me? When you get this message, I may be a half ton crushed, a half tone of mist and mystery, maybe trooper bait with the ambulance ambling somewhere or a dial of holy stations, a bandage of clamor and spooling, a dash and semaphore, a pupil of motion on my way to be buried or planted or crammed or creamed, treading light and water or tread in trepidation, maybe. Hey, I'm backfiring along a road. Through the future, I'm alive, skidding on the tongue. When you get this message, will you sigh? My lover's gone. Okay, uh, that, that was pretty deep. Um, sometimes I think some poetry gets a little too deep for me, you know. I, I have to read it several times to catch those, you know, interior meanings, but definitely, definitely a good poem. Definitely a good poem. This poem was sent in by Keith Mooney, and it's called 
what it looked like. Dear old dirty bastard, I too like it raw. I don't especially care for Duke Ellington at his birthday party. I care less and less about the shapes of shapes because forms change nothing and nothing is more durable than feeling. My uncle used the money I gave him to buy a few vials of what looked like candy. After the party where my grandma sang in an outfit that was obviously made for a West African king, my motto is never mistake what is for what it looks like. My generosity, for example, is mostly a form of vanity. A bandana is a useful handkerchief, but a handkerchief is a useless ass bandana. This only looks like a footnote in the report concerning the party. Trill stands for what is truly real, though it may be hidden by the houses just over the hills between us, by the hands on the bars between us. That picture of my grandmother with my uncle when he was a baby is not trill. What is is the feeling felt seeing garbage man drift along the pre-dawn avenues, a sloppy slow rain taking its time to the coast. Milliquest is not trill, nor is Bolognese. Bakushan is Japanese for a woman who is beautiful only when viewed from behind. Like I was saying, my motto is never mistake what it looks like for what it is unless you end up like that Negro Othello. Was Othello a Negro? Absolutely. Don't lie about who you are sometimes and then realize the lie is true. You are blind to your power, brother, bastard. Like the king who won is the kingdom searching for the king. It's okay. No one will tell you you are the king. No one really wants a king anyway. All right, that's all we got for today's show. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. I'd like to leave you with a quote of the day. Until the lion learns to write, every story will glorify the hunter. African proverb. It doesn't matter what the national media writes about you. It matters what you write about yourself. Share your story. Be bad. Sorry, everybody, but that's where it has to end on Killer's TV show from Racked America. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.